I want a signature style. And a signature style is important because it is uniquely yours. It cannot be copied and it positions you strongly in the marketplace. People start to recognize you and you have a consistent way of presenting yourself. And I think that's really important. Welcome to the Career Success Coach Podcast. If you're an accomplished professional ready to attract ideal opportunities, level up your career growth, and create a powerful presence in your industry, you're in the right space. I'm your host, Sarah Macris, and I'm passionate about helping executives and business professionals become visible in their space, establish themselves as a leading authority, and create their dream opportunities. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Career Success Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Macris, and today I have with me a special guest, Lucy Owens from Style Rises. Lucy is a personal stylist and image consultant who helps female professionals and leaders who are older than 35 elevate their personal brand and executive presence through style. She specializes in dressing for work or business and helping women create a signature style and a personal brand image that positions them as a credible, relevant, and polished professional. With a background in the corporate world, including working for luxury, fashion, and hospitality brands, Lucy has a deep understanding of how to strategically position yourself for personal and professional success. So welcome, Lucy. Thanks, Sarah. Great to be here. That's great. So first of all, considering that um, this is a career podcast, I always like to start with your career and what led you to where you are today. So can you tell us a little bit about you and your career? Yeah, absolutely. Before I became a personal stylist, I did actually have a corporate career. So I was in corporate for over a decade, started my career working for some beautiful luxury retail brands. So I had the fortune to work for Armani Exchange, CK Calvin Klein, Hyatt, and learn a huge amount, I guess, about the power of brand working for for those brands. And then went more into some sort of corporate communication roles. I actually took a career break. I took a bit of an extensive career break when I was in my early 30s because I really wanted to have a think about what was going to be, I guess, my next step and where did I really want to see myself. And through that process, I came to the realisation that I really had a passion and interest and a skill in being able to dress myself, present myself really well. I guess during my corporate career, I always used my personal brand and my image to strategically get ahead. And that really was, I guess, one of my superpowers. And I had a really strong desire to be able to pass that on and to be able to really help other professionals use their image in a really positive, in a really strategic way to help them achieve their goals because that's what I had been able to do. So that was when I decided to start my own business, Style Rises, and here I am today. (laughs) Fantastic. You've been in business for quite a while now. So you're... um... Yeah, been in business for, yeah, since 2019 was when I launched my business. Fantastic. And what would you consider your secrets to success? I mean, you said before you had that superpower? Look, if I think about what I consider to be one of the most important things and whether this is your in corporate or you have your own business, I believe it's confidence. 
that is the most important factor that I think because when we feel confident, we speak up, we show up differently, we have a different presence and an energy that is also noted by others around us. And I know in my corporate career, I did not always feel confident in my abilities. And I'm sure that there's other people out there listening to this that that might resonate with. We doubt ourselves, we second guess ourselves as we move up the career ladder into more some of those more senior positions. For women in particular, we start to doubt that we know what we're doing. I know I often had that, but I was able then to visually present myself in a way that gave me that extra boost of confidence that I needed. And it still enabled me to walk confidently into situations or put myself forward. I also know women, and again, this might resonate with some listeners, they might feel really confident in their skills and abilities, but they don't have the confidence in their external presentation. That is then that loop and a bit of a cycle that affects how they show up and how they speak up. So to me, the secret to success is actually being able to build up our confidence and have the confidence that we need to go forward. And sometimes you lose confidence for lots of different reasons, whether it's because you take a career break or you've put on weight, Yes, which is always (laughs) not one we like to have, but that is the reality. And how do you sort of get over those things? Like how do you sort of say, okay, well, I have put on some weight or I'm not feeling great. What would you say to those people that do sort of feel like that? Mm, If we take, for example, the weight one, I know that's a big one for women and probably a lot of people out there who can think of a time when that's happened. But I think we put too much pressure on ourselves sometimes and we actually just need to loosen that a little bit and take a really self-loving and supportive look at ourselves and really just think about honouring who we are. We don't need to be perfect. We don't need to be a perfect weight. I know that as women, we might feel better when we are a certain way, but often what happens, particularly from a style perspective, just go and buy a couple of pieces that make you feel amazing now because we can feel amazing now. It is about, I think, cultivating the mindset around accepting and embracing who we are today versus filling ourselves up with kind of negative thoughts about whether it's weight or whether we don't feel that we're prepared after a break from the corporate world. I think it really is a lot around cultivating a positive mindset. I love that. Rather than looking at the wardrobe and thinking, I wish I fitted into those clothes, go buy yourself some new things. Yeah. Yeah. And Often what I say to clients where they might be in the process of wanting to get to a different weight than they currently are, I say to them, if there's clothes that you're looking at every day and you're having this narrative in your mind that you don't fit those at the moment, I said, those pieces need to come out. And if you think that they are something that you will realistically get back into, in six or 12 months, then they go into a holding place, wherever that is. It's another wardrobe or so forth, but it's out of sight and it's out of mind because otherwise we are starting our day in a really negative mental space thinking that I can't fit into that versus 
hey, I've got a couple of beautiful options here that fit me now and that is going to help me with my start to my day, my energy that I take into my day. And your confidence, yeah. And your confidence, yeah. That's great advice. You did mention that when you were in your career, you used your your style to build that brand. Is yep. that sort of when you realised the importance of building your profile? Yeah, I think when I think back to my career, it was almost something that I did I suppose subconsciously in a way, I just knew that one, it was going to build my confidence and make me feel good. And I was always just mindful of how I wanted to be perceived in the corporate world. And I guess looking up to leaders in the different organizations I was in, the common single thread between all of them was that they presented themselves well. And I had some wonderful bosses throughout my career, strong females who presented themselves incredibly well. And I always really looked up to and admired that. And I just saw that and and in, I really intuitively knew that it was a really important part of building my professional image and reputation. Mm, love that. So what mistakes do you see commonly amongst women when it comes to their style at work? So a couple of things that I see now, these are also really easy to fix as well. That's good. Uh, Yes. (laughs) One of the biggest I see, Sarah, is where the clothing doesn't fit right. So it might be pulling, it might be too long in the sleeve or a pant or something like that, or it just doesn't flatter their body shape. One of the things obviously to fix that is to understand your body shape and what are the best styles to flatter and enhance that. The second one is when we're buying items and most often most of us are buying items off a rack and those items probably are not going to fit your particular body shape perfectly because we're all different. So one of the most important things that I teach my clients is to get items tailored and get those little nips and tucks so that something does really fit you perfectly because that is actually one of the the most important criterions of style and having good polished professional style. It's that the items fit you really well. And that's where spending an extra $50 for a tailor to whatever it is, nip tuck wherever it's needed can really take, you know, it could be a $100 blazer. It could take that blazer to look $1,000. You don't actually need to spend a lot on a wardrobe, but you need to have pieces that fit you really well. So biggest mistake that I see is that one. And again, it's easy to fix. Yeah. Anything else? Any others? The other one that I would say is to think about your whole image as a package. So it's not just the clothing, it is the shoes, it's accessories, it's the way that your hair and makeup are done. It's all those little details. And particularly in interviews, that's what an interview is going to be looking at because it's a signal about how you're going to be in the workplace. If you've got a beautiful suit or a really beautiful dress, but you've got really tatty shoes, then the whole look is let down by that. So pay attention to those details. Make sure your hair, your nails, your makeup look good. Make sure that your shoes, there's no broken heels or they're not scuffed. All those little things so that the overall appearance is polished and professional. And time is often one of the reasons why people 
I suppose, don't invest in their clothing, but also just in general in themselves. So what would you suggest, you know, is a way to get over that? And how often should we be shopping for a new wardrobe? Yeah. So to answer that first question around time, one of the things that I like to teach women is to have a formula or a way of putting outfits together in the morning. So it's like we have so many decisions to make. The less decisions we have in the morning, the easier mornings are going to flow. So if you have a way to put outfits together, and that's what I call some style formulas, then that will drastically cut down on your time and just make things really easy. The other big thing, what you've mentioned is how often should we shop? Look, there's a couple of factors at play here. One is how much variety do you need in your wardrobe? Are you actually interested in fashion and adding in some pieces into your wardrobe that might be a bit more of those on-trend pieces? I personally think once you have a wardrobe that is fit for purpose, so you've really got a good baseline of everything you need, you've got some really good foundational pieces, the ones that the workhorses that you can mix and match with lots of things and you've got your more accent or personality pieces in there. Once you've got a good baseline of that, I think adding in some newness and some freshness every season is absolutely enough and is normally doable for most people or biannually is also enough to keep your wardrobe up to date and fresh. What we don't want is that we're not shopping for a couple of years and things need to be replaced. They don't last forever. Things will date. So we do need to make sure that we're keeping that freshness and that contemporary feel to our wardrobe. Mm. I often have this discussion with my husband actually about <laughs> he'll say, well, well, I'll wear this jacket. You know, I haven't worn it for 10 years. <laughs> and I sort of remind him that it's maybe not quite as fashionable as it once was. Exactly. It might come around again. You never know. <laughs> so just because it's still wearable, like, him, you know, not yeah. falling apart doesn't always mean it's the right thing to wear, does it? That's so, so true, Sarah. So true. Yeah. So One thing that I know you talk about on LinkedIn and so forth is creating a signature style. Yeah. How do you do that? Yes, and this is often something that ladies want. They'll often ask me, I want a signature style. And a signature style is important because it is uniquely yours, it cannot be copied, and it positions you strongly in the marketplace. People start to recognise you and you have a consistent way of presenting yourself. And I think that's really important. I actually developed a framework all around creating a consistent style. And so it's based on some of the things that you need to know is your best colors. What are the ones that really flatter you and also make you feel good? Your style personality and preference. What are the clothes that you actually like to wear and connect back to who you are as a person? And then your body shape and what actually fits and flatters you. And again, what fits and flatters you from a physical perspective and also what you feel good wearing. When you have those ingredients, it is actually inevitable that a signature style is going to come out of that because we're basing the style around those key aspects of yourself. And it's a combination of both the physical and the psychological. No two people are the same when we consider their colour, their body shape and their personality. Everyone is unique when we take into account all those aspects. And so that's where I say 
you need to understand those in order to build your signature style. That is what will come out of that. For our audience, can you think of anybody that does that really well? Absolutely. I think there is some great women in the media who have a really strong style. So Christine Lagarde is uh, one, yep, always consistently presents herself. I also really like Julie Bishop. She also, again, yep, has a really consistent style. Also, Jo Horgan was uh, one who I mentioned on my masterclass last week, who, again, and the thing about these women is they have different styles but what they do is consistently present that style and so we get an insight into who that person is and I think that's the power of style. So fun little question, do you think that it is wrong to carry a more expensive handbag than your boss? That's an interesting question Sarah, sorry. I mean, everyone's philosophy, preferences, priorities are different, right? So for some of us, an expensive designer handbag is what we are happy to spend our money on. Our, you know, our circumstances might allow us to spend our money on that and it might fit with our overall kind of style. So if that's you and it fits with your overall style and who you are as a person, and the way you want to be perceived because people will perceive that in certain ways. So if all of those things align, then yes, I think it's totally okay. But I think it's always important that we do consider our audience and the environment that we're going into and how that might be interpreted by people around us. Yeah, I asked that question because of A long time ago, I had a fashion blog while I was on maternity leave. And I remember there was a famous blog post that someone wrote. I can't even remember who it was now. And this thing went viral with all these people adding, you know, in their views. And and I always interested from a stylist perspective. So thanks for that. You're welcome. So many of us spend a lot of time on Zoom still. Mm. Do you have any tips for dressing on Zoom? Sure do. Change your top half. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, this is something, you know, I spend a lot of my life on Zoom too. So I think the easiest is solid colours, like solid block colours are easy on the eye. It's not to say you can't do prints, but be wary of a print. If you're going to do a print, do a little test meeting with yourself. Just start a meeting and see how it appears on screen because someone has to look at you let's say for whether it's 30 minutes 45 minutes an hour is it going to be tiring for them to look at you and are they going to be able to focus on your face or are they going to be distracted by what you're wearing and not actually then focus on what you're saying so the easiest thing to do is just to wear solid block colours that really flutter you and make sure there's some contrast with your background so that you do stand out. And again, that the background's not so distracting. Sometimes people have so many things in the background and again, you're looking at all the little different things they've got on their bookcase. (laughs) The bookshelf one, yeah. Bookshelf, yeah, versus what you're saying. So I think that's important. And The other thing I would say is it's really easy to add some jewellery or something up the top as well that does look interesting and it makes a massive difference even if you're just wearing a plain top but you throw on some sort of necklace, a scarf or an earring, it really does make a very, very big difference to how you will be on screen. 
Well, that's great. So any other tips for the audience today? The biggest things that I'd like to say, and one thing that I do teach people is to trust your intuition when it comes to style. I think a lot of times we get derailed with style because there's so much clothing that comes into the stores now. We don't just have four drops. Some stores might have 20 drops in a year of different items coming in. There's lots of influencers who are wearing all new different clothes and we can get derailed really easily when it comes to style. But I think if we actually just stop, pause and listen to our intuition and our gut, that is actually probably one of the most powerful things we can do to help us figure out what is our style and, and what do we enjoy wearing. Mm, that's all fantastic advice. And thank you so much, Lucy. Now, if anyone wants to reach out to you, where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on LinkedIn. I post there pretty much three times a week, sometimes five, but they can always reach out to me on LinkedIn. So Lucy Owens, if they search for Instagram, Lucy Owens Style Rises, and they can find me on or stylerises.com is my website. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure there'll be lots of people uh, following you after this because you've been fantastic and given us some wonderful tips. So thank you so much, Lucy. You're welcome, Sarah. It was great to chat with you today. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you've learned something from this episode that's going to help you make actionable changes in the way you approach your career. If you liked today's episode, make sure to rate, review and share this with a friend. And as always, see you next time.